Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents The Fall of the First Sword Chapter 1 The Executioner's Blade Greetings, mortals! I bid you welcome to Dice and Suffering, Blades in the Dark, Chapter 1. We have finished with the prologue. Matt has managed to rip the entire lollipop off his fucking stick like a dumbass. Nothing more delightful than seeing a half-chewed drumstick now, is there? (laughs) It melted in my hand! I just kind of went, no. But no. This is... So, the episodes that went out under the title The Black Lotus Gambit is kind of the prologue chapter. Debating whether or not I'm going to give chapter one a different name, because you'll no longer like have the Black Lotus stuff set up. So, that's a future Caitlin's dilemma. But this arc is more focused about building up to a specific goal and I'll pause here because future Caitlin can put in the thing that says well I recorded it shortly after literally directly after the train incident where I outlined roughly what you all would be doing the next arc because it's a self-contained story that required all of you to be there and obviously not all of you are here right now effort so future Caitlin insert clip at this point you've all it's been a couple days since the train incident (laughs) that shall not be named (laughs) the fucked up dining car you know fun days Crowley refuses to talk about it in any detail (laughs) but You've all, you've all kind of gathered to check on the week's takings for your Black Lotus crew, which have shot up because immediately after the train incident, Pickett and Carlisle had informed informed their bosses of what the agreement was, and they've actually followed through with it. All their Black Lotus supply and things has come to you. The supplies being routed to you. The customers are all being routed to you. They've even made a few offers about whether, once you've earned a bit more coin, whether you want to purchase like their pre-made establishments, as it were, around the place. So they're not all coming there. Yeah. So I'll be keeping track of the gang's coin makings from that. But following up from the very first heist between Mariella and Crowley you said a particular phrase to Baz that piqued his interest and once completing once you'd done the train yard heist and obviously after doing well saving their lives they know they can trust you and so Baz and Pickett have made up a contract as it were and they've both come 
fairly late at night. It's like third bell in the morning. And I've asked you all to be here. Like the place is closed down. There's, you've had, they've sent their security away as well as your own. And you're all sat in the back room, each with like a little cup of tea or coffee or liquor, whatever your poison is at the time. And Baz, he's, he looks a bit more daunted than he does. He's not as in control as he normally is, because, you know, near-death experiences will do that to you. And Pickett is practically vibrating with glee, which is mildly terrifying on this woman that is all elbows. If she vibrates any harder, she's going to start bouncing off the walls and then take someone's eye out. And they kind of lean and they put a little ream of paper that looks like some kind of contract on the table. Baz looks at you all. It's like, you have done very well for yourselves in a very short period of time. It's something interesting to those of us who've been in the game for a long time. And when I met you two for the first time, you gave off a very good impression for your group. You dealt with the job very simply. No alarms, no traces back to you were found. You're very clearly professionals. And despite the fact that we are technically... Well, we'd technically be at odds if you got involved in Crowsfoot's War. You still chose to come onto that train and put yourselves at risk. And intervene. Upon the, re the request of two people that you'd barely knew. Could have been a trap for all you knew. When you two came to visit me, you gave, you said, you said something, Crowley. You said, you might be able to assist me in taking a piece off the board, as it were. And that caught my interest. People don't normally expect drug smugglers to dabble in that side of the industry, as it were. But you've shown your hand. You are very competent individuals in different areas. So. It's not going to be easy. Especially now. Everyone's guard is going to be up after what Trent did. But I want you... I want you to eliminate Mylara. I want her taken off the board. Without her, Red Sashes will crumble. They don't really have a second-in-command that works properly. No one can agree on it. If they crumble, we take over their territory. If we take over their territory, we bring Le we bring Lysa into line. And you will benefit. The contract there outlines a full detail of exactly what you would benefit if this objective is completed. You wouldn't pay any tithes. You wouldn't pay any protection fees. You would have financial support. 
You'd have security. We would find you staff. We would give you first pick on shipments. You would essentially be... You'd be part of the Lamplags without having to display loyalty, as it were. Independent contractors, really. We wouldn't ask for a cut of your earnings. It would all go to you lot. But this must be done within two months. We have things set in motion that this needs to happen before then. Mylara is an expert swordswoman. She is constantly on guard. She is resistant. She's built up a resistance to poisons, for God's sake. Well, most. She has a team of dedicated people around her, willing to kill them, to throw themselves on the blade to keep her safe. This will not be easy, but I can reward you handsomely. Questions? As sad to say it is, probably really probably wouldn't have any questions. He has no love or compassion for any of these people, but this seems the best option to get us ahead. I kind of look at Mariella, like she's, you know, the de facto leader of the group, but just with a nod of my head. <laughs> Carrie's like, what the fuck? This is news to me. You're, sh- You're the sensible one. Uh, with a nickname in the trenches, such as the Red Queen, you are clearly the de facto leader of the group. We call ourselves the Royal Flush Gang. I mean, honestly, Mariella probably thinks along the same lines as Crowley when it comes to this. These people don't mean anything to her. And, you know, business is business. Same time, what happens if something goes wrong? Then we pay the price. Yeah, we pay the price. They won't. Why do you well, think they're asking you? Well, can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. Right, Professor Blake? Blake takes his lollipop out of his mouth and is like I guess so how's your head probably will sign the document (laughs) (laughs) no further questions I'm in Blake will sign the document as well I'm assuming we all need to sign it, so Mariella will sign as well. Oh, as I, I'll just take a quick glance at it. Anything that looks like it might screw us over, even if it's just in a small print. There's nothing written down that details exactly what they've asked you to do, because that would be dumb. They wouldn't put a written thing of, kill her, plus... 
in general, the only bit that could screw you over really is the two-month deadline. Because there's four good. weeks in a month and there's five days in a week. 40 days. So you have 40 yeah. days to kill her. Well signed it. Guess this becomes our next priority. Yes, I guess we have to figure out how we're going to kill Bleed up for Red Sashes. Pickett kind of rolls up the document, flips it, and there's like a little seal on the outside. And she like pulls out a fucking wax stamp thing from somewhere, stamps the logo of the Lamplacks on it, and signs her initials on the right hand side, hands it to Baz. He signs his over the seal itself and hands the document to you lot. Proof of our agreement, as it were. I don't think I need to tell you that if you went to Mylaro with this, it would end very badly for you. Of course. It would it also create turf war unlike any reason before it wouldn't be it would not be best for business fail to get this done in the time limit or get found out and reveal our involvement in it and you will wish that you were in that circle on that train good luck they leave. And that's what you're doing for the next arc. Setting up an assassination. Murder. <laughs> Did you have now got murder, drugs, and hookers? Well done. <laughs> you can follow simple instructions. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm just having an argument with my future self. It's a normal day in my house. Benefit of the players. Last time. After the train incident in which you witnessed a massacre and a death ritual. And the guy gets shot in the head and then get back up. You know, normal horrifying things as you try to saw a woman's arm off. Riley. Sigh. You essentially, you gained the respect and you gained the respect of all of the gangs, really, that run things in Osalis. And because Pickett and Carlisle promised it, you gained control over most of the Black Lotus drug ring that goes on in the city. But there's still a few pockets that aren't your control, which I guess, I don't know, Crowley will probably go and punch or something because he seems to be very profit-oriented and it's partly terrifying. But Baz and Pickett, the leader and second-in-command of the Lampbacks, who have been kind of supporting you after initial bit of distrust and a ghost in a train yard, that's a problem for future us, I know. They asked you to take out, assassinate the leader of the Red Sashes, a prominent swordswoman called Mylora. 
who is a very important figure and is basically the only reason that the Lamplights haven't taken over the district. You have been given two months to do this, which in in calendar time of Asalus means 40 days. There are five days in a week and four days in a month. Four weeks in a month. I speak words good. Shut up. <laughs> I saw that eyebrow, Matthew. Let <laughs> me come over there. So after agreeing to that in return for essentially becoming independent contractors that don't have to pay the tolls, but have the protection of one of the strongest gangs, you've all kind of had a day where you had a brief discussion about potential ways to go forward before splitting up and agreeing to follow certain leads. But these two are these this heist and Crowley and Riley's heist are actually happening simultaneously in the timeline. So you guys. So who do I have for part one then? We've already established Matt is there and sucking at eating a lollipop, so who are you playing? Charming. I mean, accurate, but charming. Uh, yes, I am Matt. I'm playing Professor Blake Marshall, the best whisperer in Asalus. Um, he's very good at capturing spirits, even one of the good tickly clack, tickly clack, tickly clack. I have been having a nightmare about the last few months, Kevin. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> um, and also... <laughs> and also... Um, you know, even able to turn a heel on a dance floor when it's necessary, of course. But as I said, it's whisper. never necessary, but all right. Hey, it, I did turn up to dead tent to be a murder victim. You know, these things happen. Normal things are normal. It's a silent hop rule. And from your level, benefit the tape, the party leveled up in depending on what XP tracks they've been following. So, because Mariella's been putting so much time into training, she also got some lovely, a lovely extra ability. So Blake, what did your additional got? What did you put it in? I put it into Sway. So you are no longer at disadvantage? Uh, correct. Yes, because that was the role you did that you got a critical success on a disadvantage, and I yes. thought death. Yeah, I got to admit, I, I got, I've never ever rolled such a lucky role in tabletop ever. You're I, normally I, the one who gets crit ones. I am. I am. Sigh. And your unwilling partner on today's adventure, Kerry. Hello, I am Kerry. As usual? Question mark? I know who I am. Are you there? I've been playing Mariella Ruby, the spider, the red queen, better than thou. <laughs> but she does have to agree, sometimes it's necessary to turn a heel on the dance floor. Pimp extraordinaire. <laughs> Shades. And what did you put your dot in? I also put my dot into Sway. What oh, the fuck gosh. is that voice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I'm special, I got the extra ability. And what is said extra ability? Chose foresight in the end. 
Ooh. Two times per score, you can assist a teammate without paying stress. So, you know. Nice. Because when you assist someone, it's one stress. So you're essentially ignoring two stress entirely per heist. Yes. Good choice. This game is... The abilities are slightly terrifying when you think about it, but then you also realise that it's just as punishing, so... Well, I was very tempted by Ghost Contract, and I was like, hmm... I like that of me posting myself at the time. Yeah. You have, you have that ability, and you have your ability that allows you to get an extra die when getting information for a heist. Yes. Cool. I have a quick question, actually. Right, yep. the um, thing that I've been filling in every time I've trained is that gone now, or is that still where it is? Uh, that's reset now. Cool. Because cool. I essentially added a bit to that from the final heist that put you off the edge. Yeah. So you're reset now. Yeah. And before we launch into the clusterfuck that is this, what I have planned, we're going to quickly do downtime. I've agreed with you all that you get three bits of downtime because these heists are technically happening at the same time, which means you are missing one and you get two after a heist anyway. So yeah, three. So reminder, you can heal harm you can reduce stress. You can work on a long-term project. You can, now at this point, you can put stuff towards gaining an asset for the crew. So you can go out and try and recruit people. You can try and improve your status in the district. Long-term projects. There is the gang one, which is set up the front, which is hookers everywhere which has four more bits until it's done. And Blake, you have a clock set up to research the demon Argas. Yes. Which has two pieces in it by the looks of it. Correct. From what I've got, yes. Two out of six. Lovely. So, Blake, what do you want to do? First thing first. First, first down point. First things first, I need to, um, I want to de-stress because I took, I took quite a bit of stress on in that final flashback needed to save Crowley's life. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to indulge in my vice. What is uh, vice? Which is the weird side of things. Uh, I've decided I am going to, I'm going to teach some urchins how to use a Ouija board. Okay, you're going to get a bunch of urchins killed. Got it. <laughs> Sigh. This is a, a slow shake of Kerry's head. <laughs> I mean, Kerry is not wrong. Am I the only one here who isn't completely morally bankrupt? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, this is it. This is the trick. This is the pimp. <laughs> right, you know you're doing bad from the pimp is the one with the moral compass. I'd say Riley has a bit of a moral compass, just not very much. It just points in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, it's just over there somewhere. Okay, so reminder for me, that for stress, I'm just rolling one die? Yep, so roll a die equal to your lowest attribute rating. Do one then, yeah. 
Level four. So that's easy. Level four stress. Lovely. I'm down to two stress, which is lovely. Oh, good. There was no way you could overindulge there. No, nothing. Okay. Okay. I am going to think. I'm going to try and do something about my ankle. What stage is your ankle? Um, it's I a level ha- one harm. I know that. Level one harm. Did I you had- make any progress towards it? I thought I had. But I also need to double check because um, I have not made any progress towards it, no. Okay, then it's a four-piece block. Okay. I'm rolling one die. Or... Yep. Um, actually, no, you have two die because you have Dr. Brian. Yes, Dr. Brian. One the two. Not very much. So only one segment is filled in right now. Okay. Okay. Um, and my last downtown action. Um, might I like to damage the door to piss Crowley off? There's already uh, a blood stain on it. He hasn't noticed. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering. I'm wondering how much of his downtime is going to use looking for windows. You reckon, Kerry? <laughs> um, I'm, I'll guess I mean, Mariella got some very good Windows contractors in. Hmm. Uh, lovely windows, absolutely lovely windows. Um, I'll guess research, please, GM. Okay, what do you want to do for it? Right, um, I've got some basic knowledge, like I know that he separates, he's very methodical about dissecting people, which is terrifying. I want yep. to learn, I want to learn more about what happened about him, about story about him possessing people. Okay. Uh, so I guess this is, this is probably a study roll. Okay. Description. Study roll. How many dice do you have? One. Roll it. Four. Okay, so four is two segments of the block. You glean from a lot of your studies that possession cases are very rare because he's because he is corruption and decay of natural resources like plant life and like flesh. He can't hold control of a form for very long the natural body regenerating its cells kind of flushes him out over time so it's easier for him to control a dead person that's what you get from that that is fine more than I thought I would get so that clock then is now six four out of six four out of six you. That is your downplay. Mariella. Hello. You have three, three downtime actions. What would you like? Well, you remember what I always try to put my first one into. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. Yes, you can put one in train. See, kids, this is how you beef up your character. You train. <laughs> Mariella goes on a four-hour training montage lifting weights in the woods. 
You're not sure where the woods came from because there aren't any woods around here, but... In like a sparkly red bodysuit and heels, just like... <laughs> yes, there's some, the kick, thing. there's some kick-ass music in the background that Caitlin will not put in because it's copyright. <laughs> is it Eye of the Tiger? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> when is it not Eye of the Tiger? When it's, when it's, when it's Burning Heart by Survivor is dead. <laughs> You know what, just put some random ass, like, death metal at the sickest part. Just... (laughs) (laughs) Shredding guitars and drums. It would just be a recording of me deliberately out of tuning my guitar to just be like... Guitar noise. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's in the other room, otherwise I'd do the same. Can I put some into setting up the front? Yes, you can. You know, so someone's got to be responsible around here. You want to try and recruit more people, trade what you have, mm. or like, do you like interior decorating? How much can I put into this? Uh, I mean, there are four slots of it left, so you can only get you can get three if you segments if you get a six or if you get a critical success it fills it mm. so you're welcome to pick your best skill explain to me how that works with setting up a front and rolling it for the best chance oh my best skill both have two in them but technically my best skill is consort you know go and tell people you should join us and they go okay I mean, you have a lot of you have a lot of contacts. There is a very high chance that people are fed up with the ways of the man and want to go dance quickly on the stage. I mean, yeah, who wouldn't? There are no clowns. Yes, we have this discussion pretty much in every Blade session and most D&D sessions too. <laughs> Caitlin's rule of thumb: no clowns. This entire D&J update, we get a full answer as to why there's no clowns. Go listen to that episode to hear why Caitlin detests clowns. So I have two dots in consort. Yep, so roll two, roll two die. And my pink pet. Tell me which one's higher. Bruh, I got two sixes, I'm not even kidding. That's full! <laughs> that's a critical... That's five segments of the clock and there are only four left. So essentially, yeah. How does Mariella essentially transform this fucking like? It looks okay now, but it's still a little bit run down. Front of house with a guy in a leopard print thong twerking (laughs) into a fully formed like strip joint. I mean, Bertrude's doing his best. Okay, so Mariella picks up her purse, stuffs several strippers inside, and uses a (laughs) thing. So it's like tells him, "Get people, get people. This is fine." Just empties out her tiny parks for the strippers. <laughs> then she basically goes around doing what the Red Queen goes best. Pops up some interior decorators. You, you do this for me now. Here's some blueprints. Expect payment after. And then trots away. Oh, by the way, I want it in 10 minutes. And then goes to, I don't know, a cleaning service. Get the blood stain off this door. Because if it's not removed, we're going to have a much bigger blood stain. Oh, and if you see a wild-eyed man, don't let him catch you doing it. (laughs) 
Marielle, Marielle, when, when we discuss you, um, when we were discussing your renovations, I think, when we, when we said paint strippers, I thought you meant you were going to paint the strippers. Uh, produces bodily paint from her tiny purse. Ah! <laughs> Don't underestimate me, my dear professor. <laughs> Make it extremely happy. <laughs> I paint cake me on the professor's back. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new jacket, you bitch! Oh, but don't wash off. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> we knew this was going to happen with you and me coming together, we go, didn't we? It was absolute madness. Love it. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's it. Because you're the one who finished the clock, what do you want to call the place? It's not you tits up. me. So we're not allowed to call it tits up. No. Uh, let me think for a minute. You can think on that and come back to me at the end of the episode. <laughs> All right. I have a suggestion. Go on. Take off my headphones whilst you say it. Bertrude Boudoir. I like it. I'm putting that as a contender. <laughs> This is the one time where I can't hear you when I'm not on screen. Compared to all the other times where Matt said shit when I've walked away from the camera and I can still hear him because I have Bluetooth headphones. What, like the absolute rage when Wyatt's like, I can turn into a bird. Damien, who doesn't have access to his bird right now. Ah! The what? <laughs> Fucking what, Wyatt? It wasn't, it was like, what the fuck, Matthew? That's how I knew I'd fucked up. Full name. Full name, all caps, not character. <laughs> I literally, I checked my phone like as I was, I think I was sorting laundry at the time. I had like one hand in the washing machine and just see this and I like withdraw the hand from the washing machine. Type. <laughs> okay, so if we're not like tits up and we're like the booty bum below. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I'm going with. We can have something related to a building and boobs. I like my one. <laughs> yes, I know, but you know, you didn't complete the clock, so. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, jog on, fucker. You, you might as well let Katie know now what it was then. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'm happy with being your one, absolutely, but I think my one's had, had legs and boobs. Well, that's carry to figure out over the next day and let me know. I'm gonna get like a list of suggestions at like 3am, I know this now. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> you know me. Insomnia so, <laughs> gang represent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we will, you have one more I believe. Okay. Because you did, yeah you did the front and you did Training, but you have three, so do you have any stress? Do you have any harm? Uh, I've only got two stress, so it'd be too easy to yeah. indulge. Um, sorry, what's left that I can do? So you can start your own long term project, or if I know you want to 
do something else with the front. Or you can acquire an asset, which means you go out and you find like a particular object. Or in this case, you can go out and try and hire some people for the gang. I'll do that then. Okay, so let me double check how this works, because we have not done this before. Because y'all were baby, baby cried beforehand. It's like Mario knows deep down really that everyone's trying, but also it's kind of a must I do everything situation. Yeah. I mean, I move. So acquiring an asset in this case, I'm gonna say what would you like the person to do? Do you want them to just guard the strippers as they train whilst you because you know everyone's gonna be out or something? That seems like a good start. Okay. Is to begin with at our level, assets are kind of, they're a bit like coupons. You can only use them as many times mm. before they lose interest or before they're like lull by. Makes sense. So, roll fire asset is something on my end, apparently. Roll the cruise tier. Result indicates quality of the asset. Okay, so the cruise tier is... You were tier zero, you are now tier one. So I roll one die. Okay, that's four. Which is... Yeah, that's... Because you have such a low quality, it means that when you roll, you get high quality assets all the time. Nice. So you essentially find the beefiest beefcake to ever beef. He doesn't have a tongue. Like, he can't talk, but he speaks in sign. But you kind of manage to communicate with him with some very lewd hand gestures. To Yeah, to explain what the people do and what you want him to do. I'm trying to think whether I'd be able to find tongue off the top of my head. So you have a beefcake that you haven't, that hasn't given you a name. So call him whatever you want. Um, so we call him, I don't know. I'll, I'll think of a name here in a bit. Well, I'm going to fill this out in the thing for go. Mute beefcake. Anyways, so. You two, because Mariella's been off like playing Mary Poppins strippergram, <laughs> Mariella is the strippergram queen, all hail. All hail the red queen. The red queen, stop, drop, and pop. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. As we're doing that, Blake's been back kind of sorting through paperwork and just trying. I imagine he's got like a feather duster and is just cleaning things. Mm, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, if, I, I, I also brought home some papers to grade. Um, but yeah, I've, I've set up... I've, I've decided I'm going to set up sh basically living here because it is cheaper than renting an apartment. So I'm going to let that apartment slide once the eternity expires. I'm moving bits over slowly but surely to the back room of... Um, yeah, the sofa in the back room yeah. has suddenly become his bed. Yeah. 
And he has to I put up with Bertrude twerking aggressively while he's trying to work. That's his. That's his wake up clock. Boom, 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 boom. You were saying it like I had. You were saying it like I hadn't experienced that in a past life at some point, Kiri. Well, someone clapping cheeks near your face. I yeah. I have a man of much experience in what nowadays. But, I believe the phrase Kerry used before, which was, Matt, we love you like a brother, but keep your fucking clothes yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty close. So. <clears throat> yes, so, Dyson suffering right. rules. No clowns and keep your fucking clothes on. Uh, GM, how much stress do I take for hearing that? <laughs> None, but, you know, a part of your brain does kind of scream. <laughs> Oh, that's normal. That's Jeremy. Hello! I mean, it doesn't help that as as Blake is trying to mark some papers, you just hear a distant clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. That's amazing. Cheap flapping your tongue. Yeah, Bertrude is doing it in time to Obi the ghost talking. This is my life. Mm. But, like, as Mariella gets back and kind of deposits the strippers (laughs) and, like, the interior decorators run in and do, like, a wily coyote, like, (laughs) and everything looks lovely and carpeted and, like, snazzy. You've been doing, obviously, you've been looking at papers and things, but you have a contact in, you have a couple contacts in the university who keep you appraised of any interesting auctions or ghostly items that go through the system. And what tends to happen is when Duncan, the janitor, is cleaning your office, if anything's come up, he tends to slip in a note in amongst whatever papers need to be graded or whatever research you're doing. And there's a little note inside this paper of a student that you don't like very much. Ah, Perkins. You little shit. Perkins. Yes. Okay. Okay, so Blake will... uh, Is it attached to Perkins' um, paper? Or is it folded next to it? It's kind of folded next to it by the essay question. Okay. Take the note off and back. We don't know. I'm like, I'm going to grade this. F. Okay. Opens. <laughs> opens. <More> opens. Fabulous. <laughs> Not, yeah. Oh, hang on. I've got make a note. Have given Perkins an F. I've got to write everything down now. Perkins comes make- back with like a chainsaw. What the fuck? No, but the note from Duncan says... Yes. Hi, Prof. Got something that might interest you. Silas is doing another auction, and there's a blade in there that might might be helpful to you. Next round's on me, Duncan. Silas, as you know, is Reese Silas. He is a collector. He is a collector of the weird and wonderful. He runs one of the biggest auction houses 
that's a bit more underground than others because it is the occult and the arcane. Anything possessed or or related to murders and things goes through there. Yeah. And they're very rare, these auctions. They only really happen when he has a bunch of stuff. So anything that comes up is... They're always worth going to. Yeah. Uh, there's something kind of at the back of your head about an occult blade. But you're too distracted by Bertrude to really focus in on it. Like, his twerking is slowly blowing all the papers off your desk. Bertrude, can you, can you slow down, at least change direction every now and again? I need, if, you know, you, you're not, not a fan, okay? Stop treating it like a fan, okay? Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Oh, shut up! Oh, God. You're yelling at my Bertrude there. I was asking Bertrude to just turn away for a few moments while I'm working, it's all. He's not a fan, he doesn't oscillate. <laughs> And yet, pointing That's at the papers. And yet, pointing at the papers across the table. You know, you've never had a problem with him before. Who's crapped in your breakfast? Points at points at the bottle on the far on the far shelf, going clicky clack. Ariana takes a moment to remember that you're a fucking weirdo. Fuck you, says Obi. Does only he hear that? You hear, like, you don't hear the clickety-clacks or the fuck you. You just kind of hear, like, a high pitch, like, briefly. Sometimes I wish I wasn't as good as I am or what I do. Well, I refuse to pass comment. <laughs> Obi starts singing. Lake is a massive prick, massive prick, massive prick. Fake is a massive prick. He should have been hit by a train. You just hit. <laughs> is there a chip in here? <laughs> well, no, I'm, no, there's not. Uh, Mariel, I, I believe I've been sent a note in my papers by my friend Duncan from university. Um, he's advised me that there is a blade becoming available to, to, to purchase and it may serve as well. Go on. Thinking we maybe attend the auction? I mean, I'm not great with blades. That it gets more, you know, that's... It's funny because it's blades in the tar. But the um, I, I dare say that if in terms of the weapons side of things, I dare say no one else could make better use of it than I could. But I've got something back in my mind that's reminded me about it's this some kind of spookiness about it. So I might be able to channel that bit at least it may put it may help us you never know Mariela takes open to her Paris and takes out her planner to see what she's got planned for today there's nothing in it for today until later tell Bertrand you did a good job I'm sure I can make time just close it with a snap 
and for the record, Bertrude is very good at what they do. Ah, uh, yes. Says so you who was complaining about him mere moments ago. He's good at what he does. Not spewing that side of things. Just saying that every now and again, maybe not next to my desk. You are allowed to look at him, you know, when he's doing that. Bertrand is currently sulkily covering himself in coconut oil. <laughs> the of that. Good for his skin. Thank God not the Varfan oil is all I'm saying. That's because he died. <laughs> None of the others can pull off like the leopard print thong. And it chafes like a motherfucker, so he needs to oil regularly. You know, I have my window open and I'm pretty sure my neighbours are outside today and they've just heard me yell about leopard print thongs. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy, motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Right. Um, might actually be an idea if maybe to... Uh... Does there a note where Yorkshire is? You know it always happens in Night Market. Because right. you've been to a couple of these before, yeah. and... Yeah. It's odd. It's not like you know the exact location. It's more when you get to the area, it draws you in. Mm. So you know it's in Night Market? It's at Silas's place in Night Market. Does that mean anything to me whatsoever? You know Night Market, like the district. It's basically the commerce district. It's where the... Where, like, trains... Where, like, the main train stations are. It's all about cargo, really. It's like middle class. Yeah. yeah, it's middle class zone. Okay. So yeah, that's where we've got to go. Well, lead the way. Will do. I'll, I'll meet you outside. I need to just quickly deal with something first. Glares at the um, at the bottle containing <laughs> Obi, and just walks over to like. Next time, you decide to sing in my head. I will pour ectoplasm into your into your bottle. I'm made of ectoplasm, you pillow. It, I'll do that. I'm gonna drown you in the damn thing. I'm already dead. Mm. If you just open the bottle, I'll leave. I just want to go look at my trains. But but you'll tell everybody I can't. I caught you, and I can't miss that happening now. I just want to look at trains. I miss the clickety clack. It doesn't clickety clack here. Right. It's more like thwip, 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 thwip. If you want to go look at the clickety clacks, as long as you promise to not outwide it, then I will let you go. You have the you have like the strange feeling of being like sized up by a ghost in a bottle. Then you just hear like a quiet heel. Okay. I'll take you outside and then I shall open the bottle. You shouldn't have to put up with fat, 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 fat. 
head up. Bertrand seems kind of sad that you're taking away his rhythm. <laughs> but you can't really tell. Amber gives you a weird look as you approach the door holding a bottle. Amber, how are you? Alright. You okay there, boss? You're have clearing you... at that bottle. Oh, yeah, long, long, long story. You... How are you? I know that... You... You're not... Are you happy yet, or...? I mean, happiness is a very varied option. I'm alright. I'm in a paid job, at least. This is true. This is and true. And Bertrude does 90% of the intakes anyway, so... Exactly. So you don't have to... You know, you're... you're... I'm going to go, because I'm going to make this awkward if I keep talking. Go for it, boss. Okay. We've got old mute meathead. You realise, like, the guy that Mariella hired is lurking ominously in a corner, and he's very tall, like, he almost touches the ceiling. Ah. Uh... So he's, like, he's, like, 6'4", and the ceiling's, like, 7'2". Someone please get that man a jacket and a, and a trilby. Okay. And, uh, he bursts <laughs> through the wall. What the fuck are you saying, Leon? <laughs> and then Blake will meet Mario outside. So Mr. X stays where he is. Good for him. Amber lets you out and then shuts the door and then locks four of the five locks because the fifth one's just for show. Mario is there with her pimp cane. <laughs> just twirling it. <laughs> Oh no, Kerry's gone to get, <laughs> gone to get a prop. Oh. One beer. Best I could do is a lightsaber. Oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, he just walks out. Blake walks out with the bottle that he was glaring at earlier. And he opens it. And you kind of hear like a brief like whoosh. And... In your ear, Mariella, you hear, I'm free! And then the disc, then you both hear, clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack, as he gets further away. As he essentially just back to the train yard. At least I got peace and quiet now. Shall we? Shall we, good lady? Sure, let's go. Blake's like, I'm going to ignore that. Blake um, reholsters his bottle and then heads towards Night Market, encouraging Mayor to follow. Ariella will walk next to you. She's not a dog. Woof. I mean, this is a valid point. It does take you a solid hour and a half to get across the city because. Night Market and Crow's Foot are like very much opposite ends. Kind of you wander your way through Charter Hall, which is all very like nice. It's all the civic offices and politicians and all of that. So Mariella's cane honestly doesn't look out of place there. She just kind of gets a few nods from people as she goes past. The others kind of recognize Blake as an academic sort and just kind of ignore him. Not in the like rude way, but in the, yeah, one of those, fine. Bends in nicely. 
yeah, you both blend in nicely. You cross the bridge into Coleridge briefly, which is all laborers and mining factories. Uh, give me, both give me a survey roll briefly. Wall of Prowl. Two and a five. Oh. You both notice, you both notice children trying to pick off at you. Mariella, it's honestly kind of cute because this is clearly a very new person to it. It's like a five-year-old who just kind of pokes your coin purse. Oh dear. I'll just lift it a little higher. They kind of look at you with awe and then scamper off. Like, you've got like a nine-year-old who looks like he'd try and beat you up. <laughs> but you see him in time. Yep. Get away from me, you little shit. It's not very nice, is it? Nor is that. Up yours, old man! And then runs off. I like him. <clears throat> I'm not Reed. <laughs> yes, that's because you don't open the fire on a child. <laughs> no, you get through there mostly unmolested with your belongings. Mariella literally parts the crowd using her cane. Be gone, thoughts. Get out of the way. I feel like by the time we get there, Marielle is actually the one leading. Like, you don't know where you're meant to be going, but you're like, haha, this way. It's very much the walk with confidence vibe. Oh, da 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 da. But the center of Night Market is a. Well, there's kind of a variety of options. It's all market stalls and bright colors and lights it's a bit like um it's the easiest way to think of it it's like like venetian markets it's very much that kind of vibe of just trade and positivity and beautiful objects off to the side you can see a glittering like a rough it's not really neon, but it's kind of like a shining sign for the Vale, which is a big social club for fancy, for fancy people of arcane or unusual origins. Anyone related to demons tends to congregate there. The host himself has um, the body of a serpent from the waist down, apparently, but no one's quite sure. They haven't seen him. There's a very prestigious tailor called Dundridge, which is still quite affordable despite being around for like 200 years and tailoring literally everyone important. There's a racetrack that races dogs. They're not really greyhounds, they're kind of like a weird mix of... I describe them as the weird mix of a pity and like a St. Bernard. Uh, these are beef dogs. Chunk dogs. These are chunks. I imagine the way um, Crowley has come for gambling. Probably. Uh, there is. I will... I will put money on number five, Le Chonk. Le Chonk wins in a landslide. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you get some silver. You're welcome. Yay. 
Lechonk then sits down like on his hindquarters and just eats a bone. He looks very yeah. pleased. Yeah, I was feeling lucky today. Nom 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 nom. But you kind of Blake, you're kind of drawn towards the main tavern around here, which is called the Devil's Tooth. Mm-hmm. It's mostly for alchemists and the more adventurous types who want to try weird concoctions without getting addicted to drugs. But it's a bit more in like a side alley. You step away from like the bustling markets and you start to lead Mariella towards this. Like you can very clearly tell it's a tavern. It's lit up and it's right. And then you take a sharp left all of a sudden. But you didn't realize you were taking until you're already mid motion as you're pulled towards a gate and some steps that move downwards. And there's a guy leaning on the wall in typical tough guy asshole in like fighting leathers with like wraps around his wrists. He kind of eyes you as you approach. His nose is basically... You know like people who've had their nose broken so many times you're not sure he has a nose anymore? Just like that squished. Kind of stands up from where he is and you see his hand settle on a hilt of a blade. Like, what do you for? <laughs> Can't give you that. <laughs> Bruh. What can I do you for? Oh, uh, I'll talk about an auction. Kind of looks you up and down. You don't seem like the type to attend these sorts of things, mate. It's how it's, I wish I had kept Obi on me because I could have shown I have a spirit. <laughs> I'll give a whisper. Um, okay. So, you what, still have that weird lady. You still have the murder victim. I do, yes. Normal sentences. Normal sentences are normal. Um, I'm, I'm quite, um, well-versed in the occult, mate. <clears throat> Baker um, opens up his jacket and pulls out and holds out the bottle like, see, I kept spirits. He kind of saunters up, looks at the box, kind of taps on it. And the spirit inside does kind of react and just kind of, you know, like how if you tap the edge of something, sometimes the creature will go towards it. Like, what the fuck? You just kind of see like a, like Mariella, you can't see the full form of the spirit. But you just kind of see this little like silvery blob just kind of go. He goes, all right. And you, my lady? What brings you down this ominous corridor? Well, I'm also going to this auction. Then we are not seeing him. Oh. <laughs> Good, because you can do a lot better than him. I just. Hey! She's clearly a refined lady of society here, mate, and you look like a you look like a scruffy academic who's about to lose his pension. What do you mean scruffy? But no, we're not a couple. No. We are business partners. Business partners. All right, but if Silas wants you out, I'm going to come take you out. Got it? Of course. That's fair. That's that's, that's totally fair. Kind of like 
he whispers something to the gate and it opens with a shriek. And there's clearly a spirit lock on the gate and it just kind of goes, ah! And opens. You step through and you kind of start to go down the stairs and then you just hear a distant, ah! As it shuts again. Yeah. We weren't running a legitimate business from the front. I reckon we should invest in one of those. It maybe can't hurt to have one in general. We have a spirit here. We could put put her in a lock, maybe. Well, I'm just thinking if anyone tries to get to our more valuable assets, we all be alerted to a screaming or someone on the premises would. This is true. It's okay now. Now you now you you put your you came back with what looked like the bodyguard of all bodyguards. Yes. Very much the strong silent type, but I know they're a good choice. This is the thing. I'm, I'm, I haven't questioned anyone you've brought in so far, so that's fine. Bottom of the stairs is, is approaching now, I'm guessing. It is a remarkably long staircase. Like You do go down and you start to smell like the dampness of being under the earth. Which, side note, I fucking love that smell. Petrified. It's a good smell. I'm just there, like, and like you can tell you're close because you start to see lanterns like hung to guide you, and it opens up into a underground cavern that has been essentially transformed into a marketplace and an auction hall. It's easiest way to describe it is if you take like an underground cavern with like the little it's got like little running water streams through it and they've built it such that that goes directly past like a refreshment not really tent but stall there's natural there's lanterns hung up strung up up high to allow light to reflect down on the right hand side there's a whole row of chairs there's several rows of chairs and a makeshift plinth for like the auction part of this. Left side is all like antique goods and some of the stuff that would isn't valuable enough to be on the auction, but is still valuable enough to maintain people's interests. There's a staircase leading to the back room, which has a red curtain drawn across it. Everyone who is a worker here is wearing some sort of half mask covering their right eye. Like it kind of hooks downwards. So you can see their nose and the left side of their face. But the right hand side of the face is all covered. And they're all stood in fairly nice kind of dark blue uniforms. Some of them are stood stood at attention, seemingly on guard. Some of them are talking with customers. And some of them are flipping through paperwork. There are a couple stalls that look like information brokers, if you wish to talk to them. But there's about 45 people in this room that are customers and about 25 people that are workers. So, oh. I wonder how long we've got till the auction starts. Oh, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. We'll wander around do that thing. Mario, how much um, coin do we have to bet to uh, to acquire this with? 
That's an excellent question. Probably better directed at the GM. Indeed. So, so the crew has in your vaults separate to what you've earned normally with your other stuff. There's two coin in the vault, and then you have about six coin between you all from the various things you picked up from the first heist or payment or any of that. So you have about eight coin in total. You did have more, but I used it to level you up. So. We have about eight. I'd suggest it's I suggest we don't try to spend it all. No. I don't want to be like I wanna make sure we didn't we it wasn't like four coin and we we bid five and didn't have it two. That's all. Besides like four gold is like a, a month's wages. You know. Matthew reading his book. <laughs> <laughs> So, right. Sh Shall we take a look around? Yes. Yes. Let's do. Let's do that. Yes. Um, an information broker, as you say, and some blue uniform wearing people around flipping through paperwork, that sort of thing. Should we go to the brokers first, then? Is there something you're wishing to find out? Oh, it can't hurt to ask about more about the um, the item we hit a bit on. And I dare say they'll have information for us. Yes, but don't look too enthusiastic. Noted. It's never really a good sign if you're showing interest in something and you're falling over yourself in excitement. Weeks of desperation. Might play in our favour though. You're quite composed, quite sincere sort of thing. And if I act like a fool, then maybe that will encourage more people to open up to you by mocking me. You see, you can go about this any way you want, but I'd recommend you reel it in a bit. It's also the fact that they'll drive up the price of thing and you're desperate for it. Good point. Mariella's right. wondering if the professor's ever been to an auction before. Yeah, but usually alone. He's feeling somewhat intimidated by Marielle, so. Oh, good. She would be pleased to hear that. Sorry. You were going towards the information broker, weren't you? Uh-huh. Okay, information broker is fairly skinny, young woman, fairly pale, has like a red mask on, and is kind of stood there flicking through what you're guessing is the auction items list. Going by the like the rude the crude drawings of the objects and information written underneath them. She kind of looks up as you approach. She's like, Hello! Good day. Welcome to the auction. What can I do for you? 
Well, we, I wanted to look through the list of items you have available and see which ones pique my interest a little bit, that's right. See if you could hear uh, a bit okay. about them. Are you after the list of the occult or are you after the list of the politically relevant? I'm much more fan of the occult stuff. Very well. She kind of dips underneath the desk and pulls out like this big tome. And a thuds it down. Looks at like the index, checks a page number, flicks, and opens it to a section on the occult items, which is all like a series of little, you know, like preview images? Yeah. It's like pre preview drawings of all of these. Kind of turns it and goes, Please peruse to your satisfaction and let me know if I can be of any further use. Okay. Thank you for shopping at Silas's auction. Thank you. You're welcome. There's like a brief frown at the you're welcome. No, the book in front of you, the occult section is about... It's about eight pages of five by five drawings. Is one of them the... Uh dagger we're looking for there are let's see or a blade anyway out of the 200 items on these pages there are 24 daggers and 18 swords there is one down Mario yeah it is Um, you know what you're looking for, don't you? I'm looking for a blade, but there's lots of them. Do you have any other information to go on? I look at the note again and see if there's anything else I can glean from it, which may help to narrow the search down. A question for you, Blake. Yes. Duncan is your best friend. Yes. Would you have mentioned anything related to the meeting or about kind of what you lot have been up to? Not in detail. But enough that an intelligent person could figure it out. Probably. No, me, yes. Duncan's a fairly bright person. It's kind of why he hasn't been fired, despite working amongst a bunch of crazy people in their very haunted objects so chances are him mentioning a specific blade instead of just telling you about the auction is him trying to help without being obvious mm. so one could infer that the blade is probably something to do with this overall task you have to do okay so we have to given our overall task of taking that is killing a member of the uh, red flashes. Would it be prudent to uh, kill her with the weapon we've got? Etta? Yeah. Cool. Given we have to kill Malera with the. Uh, I'm wondering if we have to maybe kill her with this particular blade. 
one, possibly two. I sincerely hope we are having this conversation in like the tiniest voices possible. Yes. And not just like going, considering we have to kill this person <laughs> in a crowded room. I, I I'm would... giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're not shouting this at the top of your lungs. I'm, I'm <laughs> not. I, I assume that I am whispering this one, yes, because. Just, Matt, I love you like a brother, but I had to check. Be <laughs> in a t-shirt for you at some point That's the Matt. episode title Matt I love you like a brother but I'm already getting a custom t-shirt printed With clip popping up out of the fifth on it <laughs> Which version of Clip Clop Peanut Butter the fifth? Obviously the 24-legged one. Ah! <laughs> the one that likes to call Moira a slut. And I realise horror would have been more accurate. <laughs> like to the way it was speaking. <laughs> From hell. So, Get out of this world. Is there... get, get in the back, get in the queue. So is there something on the list of occult items which is good for, is tied to red sashes in some way or? Now that is an intelligent question rather than just, can I kill someone with this? In which the answer to all of them would be yes. <laughs> Considering there are 40, there are 43 items on this list to stab someone. To be fair, that question could apply to the tome as well if you hit someone hard enough. <laughs> yeah, is it. Even just like a haunted like there's like a couple spinning tops in there. You could kill someone with a spooky spinning top. <laughs> spooky I want a spooky spinning top. <laughs> I've I've been trying to word my questions better. So alright. Uh, if you're examining this closer, a lot of it is written in shorthand, so I will need a study roll, or if you want to ask the person for more information, then I'm going to need some sort of sway consult command. Um, so it's a study roll, you say, yeah? Study if you want to try and guess from the shorthand, yeah. consort, command, or sway if you want to talk to the person. You are both available to do whatever you want. I'm going to say roll to look through a list quickly. Five. Uh, shorthand on this is there's a couple things that have clearly shortened versions of the gang names. Like there's an H that you're assuming is Hive. There's L LB, which is not a not not a dwarf in doing a drag routine, but is it in fact a Lamplax? And there's a couple RSs, which are assuming is Red Sashes. There's also a bunch of ones with names of gangs that you've heard of, but haven't come across, like Railjacks, Spirit Wardens, etc. So, even a few dimmer sister ones, though, you'd assume they'd be the ones buying everything here. Mm -hmm. So, how am I going to add down to three or four? Uh, three daggers, two swords. Okay. Okay, I've narrowed, narrowed it down to five. Okay. Mariella, roll me, roll me a d6. Just tell me if it's odd or even. Uh, odd. 
The Red Sashes are a sword-fighting guild. Think of that what you will when it comes to narrowing things down. I just kind of lean over and whisper to the professor. Any closer? Hmm. Hello. <laughs> Tell us what you found, Blake. <laughs> Tell us, dear professor, what have you found? What the fuck Tell is us, this professor? accent? Tell us, professor. Tell us, you whore. <laughs> Tell us, whore. <laughs> I've narrowed it down to three daggers and two swords. I realise this isn't Mario's area of expertise, but could I take a closer look at the swords and that thing? Yep. Give me study or survey, whichever one you have more. Yeah, I've only got one dot on either. You can push yourself, or you can get Blake to assist you. I will assist. One stress for Blake, another die for Mariella. I'm bad if I assist is literally like saying that no. Do I take the higher or lower number? Because uh, you have the extra die. Did you have no dies before? Or? I have one dot. Oh, so, so take the higher. Yeah, I've got a six and a three. Take the six. Nice, uh, like six today. Okay, so in thinking about it, you kind of go into a mini flashback of your own, back to when you were searching all of the compartments on the train. Yeah. And you went through and you found one of them was very clearly Myla's room and it had a specific sword, like a very nice sword that had kind of a reddish pattern to the hilt that kind of wound its way through and the blade was very well cared for. One of these daggers and one of these swords has a similar pattern. So you're guessing they're maybe relics of the gang? Basically going to like, you know, <laughs> trying not to be completely obvious about it, trying to make it look more like I'm trying to peer at something over Blake's shoulder. See those two with the reddish pattern on the handles. Mm-hmm. We found her compartment on the train. There's a sword in there with that pattern. Well, that's uh, as you would have known for sure. We should add some value to it. See, Mario and Crowley destroying the train on purpose. Yeah, you really did. Then Crowley takes every single draw. <laughs> so, what do we think? We can't be making bids on. Multiple blades. Oh, but then they tend to use swords. They do. But checks note again. Um, doesn't say from doesn't say from Duncan if it was a sword or a dagger, does it? To the blade. What? Nothing. What? Why are, you both, why are you both giggling like school children? I don't know. As we are. Tee hee. 
Come on, you're a member EGX. You're an Alex Asterius interview and you're in the corner going, Slender Chan, yeah! We ran out of social energy. And we're like, well, let's just lose our fucking minds. Yeah, so there is, you have the dagger and the sword on the page in front of you. There is also a guy in like an onyx mask who kind of stands at the top of the stairs after coming out the back room curtain and announces in a slightly poshest voice, he's like, the auction for the occult selection will begin shortly. There is interested, please collect your paddles with your numbers and seat yourselves in the area and wait for it to begin. A short explanation of each item will be provided before the bidding begins. Anyone who attempts to skip out on payment will be thrown into the sewers. Have a nice day. My lady, can, can you call a word for a moment, please? I keep wanting to say Wyatt, not Wyatt. <clears throat> I keep thinking about Wyatt today. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that to the information broker or to Mariella? Mariella. Mariella. And Blake steps to the side for a moment. Would it be prudent to maybe for me to try and get a ghost to help us? In what way? In to stop people from bidding above us. Might be worth a shot. There's another question. Your friend, I suppose, would give the note. Wouldn't happen to be here, would he? I look around looking for Duncan. Have I seen him? No. But you know, he has every other, like he has every other, well, this is a Thursday, technically. This is a fourth day, as it were. He has every other fourth day off, so this must be his on week, not his off week. Mm. He's, he's, not, he's not here today. I haven't seen him anyway. So you can't ask him what one it is. Mm-mm, I'm afraid not. So, I'm going to call this the engagement roll type. I'm going to say this is a social stealth because negotiate, bargain, persuade. You are in an auction. You do have the option of going violent if you want. You do have the option of trying to steal it. But in this scenario, you are currently following the social path. So, I mean, you already have the connection, that's fine. First things first, loadout. Did you lot bring a lot of stuff with you? Or are you just on me? You just on medium? Medium for, medium for Blake. Yeah. Okay. Medium for both of you, that is fine. As your car- as your group of hawkers received upgrades, you also have the additional item of load that doesn't well, the additional hidden concealed item. You don't need to declare it to me of what it is until you use it. If you think you have a hidden hip flask or a hidden knife or whatever, or even, I don't know, a hidden fucking telescope. Never mind where you've put it. <laughs> Just declare it in the moment. 
normal load, you have five to choose from that you don't have to declare to me until you use it. Okay. Okay. Is this operation bold or daring? Not really, you're at an option. <laughs> you have one die for luck. Uh, can any of your friends or contacts provide aid? Technically? Technically, yeah. So, two. As I'm the weaving the web coming to this, because Blake got information about it, and we went to the auction and looked at the thing. I'll say because you because you've got the like you've been involved in narrowing it down, I'll give it to you. If you hadn't been involved, I wouldn't have used it. Any other elements you want to consider? I would give you one for knowing what you want, but you don't know exactly what you want, so that's gonna cancel each other out. Yeah. So three die. See if the odds are in your favour. I have a backup plan for if this all goes horribly wrong. We were lucky last time. We can't keep running on luck, surely. Ask what highest one is a six. You have a two, yeah. a four, and a six, so. Doing well. We are riding that sixes, aren't we? Well, it wasn't a crit six, at least. Yeah. I just lean in real close from the whisper to the professor. I mean, if it goes really bad, we could go for the sword and then attempt to steal the dagger. That would be much easier to smuggle away. Very true, very true. Very true, very true. Mariella will stop it down her course to us because no one will go in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be a much better idea than Blake shoving it down his trousers because he'd be like, is that a dagger in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Oh no, I'm bleeding. Don't mind him, he just saw a really sexy painting. Woo! He thought about Bertrude. <laughs> He's always thinking about Bertrude. <laughs> no, you are in a good position when this starts. So if you have, if you think of something later on, if you think of questions you should have asked the broker or things you should have looked at, you can call a flashback at any time. Depending on how complicated it is, it will cause stress, but you've got wiggle room on that end so if you're unsure how to proceed run to the past <laughs> avoidance and denial is the way to go good advice question mark <laughs> with your six i'm going to say you got a seat in like the middle row near the aisle so you're not far enough back that you look like shady drug dealers even though you are shady drug dealers and you're not at the front, so you don't look like eager beavers who've never been to one of these before. So you are in prime position to do bidding and to, if you need to, fucking leg it. Yay? Yay. You both kind of hear a rumbling noise as you see like several of the masked workers kind of pull, pulling along like this massive like dolly full of encased objects all with labels on them and the auctioneer guy in his onyx mask is looking at it and is like mm, yes good and then sits up and is like okay approaches the plinth opens his book which has all the information on it 
It's like, oh yeah, for reference, your number. Let's see, your number on the on your little paddle for bidding is forty-one. So not quite the meaning of life, but you're getting there. I'm hilarious. I liked it. <laughs> but no. You know, Blake, you know the standard rules of auctions. Try not to fidget. And whoever's holding the paddle, if you hold it up, you're expressing an interest and you are essentially committing to an agreement. So don't stretch whilst holding it or anything like that. Mariella, you just, you understand how society works, so you're not going to be an idiot. So, I'm going to ask you both this, and are you waiting until the descriptions are read out before deciding which one to bid on? Yeah, we've narrowed it down, narrowed it down to those two, haven't we? Yes. Are you going to deliberately place bids on other items to throw people off the scent? Uh, that would be smart, I think. Then we also run the risk of acquiring items we don't need and spending more money than we have to. It's okay. I've got something, I've got something for that. It's fine. Is it a ghost? <laughs> we can try. Just not too many items. Make sure it's cheap ones. If you want to try and bid such that you're seen as present, but without actually having to purchase the thing, I'm going to need a joint, probably a group study or survey role to, or sway, depending on what you're feeling. I mean, I have more dots in sway than the other two. I have more dots in survey. How many do you but have in survey? I have two in survey and one in sway. I have one in survey and two in sway. Um, how much stress do you have? Me, two. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm thinking I have, I have three. So I was thinking... I've also got foresight. Okay. Access to teammate without paying stress twice. Oh. Oh. If you yeah. use that here, then if you use that here on survey, then you can negate any failures he has. Okay. So if you want to do that, you can do you can do uh, that one then. Okay. So you can assist me. Um, that will be my survey role then, I think, yeah? Yep, so if you assist him, roll three dice then, Blake. And you take no stress, Mariella, because you foresee, you foresaw that you'd probably have to help this idiot. And already had some calming tea in the hip blast or something. <laughs> sick, sick. Well... I appreciate that extra die. We've got a four, a six, and a six. So that's not a crit success because no. you have to get sixes on all of them for that. Yeah. And if you did, I'd then call you a demon because you would have gotten six, six, six. And, you know, 
Mm -hmm. I'm the only demon allowed. Damn it. And we want to soak because Matt can summon demons and he's not in the Warlock squad. <laughs> exactly. You're not allowed. Wait a minute. <laughs> you can't sit with us. Two sixes and a four, which is okay. It's partial success. So you bid on three items. You very quickly understand that he's kind of going through them fairly quickly. You see the spinning top and you place a low bid on that and are immediately overruled by what looks like a dimmer sister. Mariella, you recognize it as one of the dimmer sisters. It's the same hood and like spooky vibe. Yeah, I just, I affect frustration just to try and make it look more genuine. Yep, beautiful. You're just kind of doing that. You're just kind of face farming at Blake's entire thing. I almost said Wyatt, you've got me doing it now. <laughs> to be fair, I was thinking about Wyatt earlier and thinking about how he's fucked us over. <laughs> <laughs> no, he bids on a spinning top and then is immediately outvoted by some dimmer sisters who have like a gap of about two seats in every direction because people don't want to sit next to them. <laughs> so they're on like the right hand side in the middle and there's just two seats to the left, two seats to the right, two seats behind them in front of them. It's better than people deciding to swim rather than cross the bridge because they were stood on it. So you lose that bid. You, you spot it's one of the daggers you were looking at, but then ruled out. So you deliberately bid on that so it doesn't look like you're coming out of nowhere with the weaponry. But it's very clearly, it claims to be haunted, but any whisper worth his salt can tell it ain't. It's just a rare metal instead. So what looks like some sort of you can't really tell to which gang they belong, but one of kind of the toughs in the crowd bids higher on it. And you try and you try and bid on you try and bid seriously on a painting of a leopard that reminds you of Bertrude. But you forget the exchange rate, so you are immediately outvoted by some sort of animal tamer guy. I we're terrible at this. You didn't know so, we're here. Somehow you slip him a business card to say, come see Bertrude. You seem interested? He is. Oh. Wow. Kind of raises an eyebrow and tucks it in his shirt. Success. Yes, he has a thing for leopard. I'll find some ears to put on Bertrude. <laughs> <laughs> oh also, god, he's a furry. I've, I've, named, I've named the club in my head. Isn't there a club in America called the Spearmint Rhino or something? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's here in England, actually. Is it? Yeah, it's, in, it's, in, it's an English thing, the Spearmint Rhino, yeah. Oh, well, it's now called the Peppermint Gorilla. See, I thought you'd go for something related to Leopard with Bertrude. <laughs> no, it's the Peppermint Gorilla. Right, let me just write that down, I guess. Just casually looking at your, at, like, the blade sheet for the crew, just like, 
Mute Beefcake and the Peppermint Gorilla. Was I high when I wrote this? I am life. Yay! It's like, I am life, baby! As I won't be higher on anything else because drugs are illegal. So you've lost, you've done all the biddings of items trying to throw off scent slash establish yourself as, you know, being able to put money forward so someone doesn't just bulldoze you. Mm. And uh, which one will come up first? Actually, no, Matt, roll me a dice. Tell me if it's odd or even. Odd is the dagger, even is the sword. Even. Sword. Okay, uh, this sword is brought out and it's kind of like on a pillow because you know how they do. It's got hmm. that red swirling pattern and the blade is almost black in its metallic. It's like it's still got that sheen of polished metal, but it's more a similar color to the mask of the presenter. And Blake, this is calling out to every ghost in the fucking universe. Like, this thing is ghosty as fuck. I just, I just, just nod once at Mariel. The description, the, the presenter, he's, he's been around for quite a while. He's like, he's been at the last few auctions you were at, Blake. Yeah. It's like Silas's main man, as it were. Mm-hmm. And kind of clears his throat. It's like, next on the docket, item 73. The ceremonial sword of the Red Sashes, originally used as executions. It was originally used to destroy their enemies, execute any troublesome in towards or insurrectionists. It has been missing for several years since the, well, since the infamous internal coup in which most of, well, most of the Red Sashes were killed. And Mylora, her, in her position of power, was nearly brought down by an assassin. It's fallen into Master Silas's possession, and he is willing, and upon approaching the Red Sashes, and they did not have an interest in retrieving it, we now are available to bring it up to auction. Hmm. Anyone who's willing to enter, starting, starting bids is at two coin. Blake just checks around quickly, makes sure you put a paddle up and then puts up his paddle. How many people have put their paddles up? Eight people have put their paddles up, including you. So there's you, there's a couple kind of general thugs who just like the look of the weapon. One of the Dimmer sisters has put up their paddle. And one of the spirit wardens. Oof. Okay. Which is an odd thing to see at something such as this, because when someone dies, the spirit wardens come and collect their spirits such that it doesn't turn into a vengeful ghost and, you know, start murdering people. 
Yeah. And given the fact that there's literally a ghost field stopping the hordes of the undead souls from ripping you all to shreds around the city, their functionality is a fairly big deal, but they're not normally at such underground events. They're an official group. They're funded by the council. It's odd, to say the least. For information, the spirit wardens all wear bronze masks to cover their face. Any member, no one knows who is a member of the spirit wardens. Identity is secret. So much so that upon captured and tortured, most spirit wardens will take their own life then rat out the identity of others. They run the crematorium to dispose of the corpses and are entirely using code names. There's no identifiable information. Anyone who joins the spirit wardens cut all ties with their families. They have no families, no friends. All they are is for the order. The Dibber sisters fucking hate them, <laughs> which you know, fair. But you know, you know quite a bit about them, Blake, because one of their wardens lectures at the academy every so often about the occult field, as it were, and the collection of spirits. You know their warden as Bakaros, but there's Rek Bakaros, B-A-K-O-R-O-S. But you know, they are, you're not sure whether it's been the same person or whether it's been several people, because he definitely, like the voice changes but you're not sure if it's from age or from identity. And you know, they also command an army of death seeker crows that find the body of anyone who's died and circle it until the closest spirit warden can get to it. Essentially, they are not to be fucked with. And one of them is sat there in a grey robe with a bronze mask with a paddle up. I whisper to Marielle, Spirit Warden. That's forever our plan. No, in fact, it may actually play better into the plan I've got in mind. Well, that. Question for the just... G. Question for the GM, real quickly. Does Blake know anything of the Dimmer Sisters? You know about the Dimmer Sisters and their obsession with the occult. You know any of most of these events that you've turned up to, 90% of the actually possessed or haunted items are bought up by the Dimmer Sisters. Okay. And you know that Mariella and Riley delivered an item from the Red Sashes to the Dimmer Sisters recently. Is that the one that like burned Riley? Yeah, that's the knockoff Iron Man repulsor that, you know, burned a hole through Riley's clothes. Oh, I love that. Well, it did kill one of your helps. Ah. Yeah, someone staggered and 
it went off and killed I think it was Nate and Pete is just in the corner quietly sobbing doing the accounting oh that's his cry uh. yep mm. he kind of the official guy looks around and is like very well decent interest so we will proceed uh any any interest in three coin continue most of the thugs put their thing down so there is now one generic thug the dimmer sisters the spirit warden and you okay so the field is narrowing remember at any point you can call a flashback to prepare something if you want to like set something off to distract people or whatever be my mind aren't you a little bit yeah my main concern was that you were just going to murder someone so the spirit warden has to deal with that instead of oh beating. i thought of that oh thank god <laughs> not do that sorry kerry it's fine i didn't want to hear things anyway um I will flashback. Okay. To when? I will flashback to just before we uh, took our seats. Um, I will ask for where the nearest facilities are. And well, directed to a wash closet. Yeah, thank you. Then locking the door, I will then attune to the ghost field. Hey, roll me in a tune roll, please. Uh, the five and a three. Take the five, partial success. Uh, you do connect. It is a bit muted here. You assume from the fact that there is an overwhelming amount of ghostly magic from the back room that they kind of have to put limiters just so any whisper working here or attending here doesn't immediately have an aneurysm. Mm. So that's your complication. It's slightly limited. Okay. What would you like? I would like to find um, a couple of ghosts to um, cause havoc um, and distractions. Um, assume interesting case we bump if we have to have a couple of people uh distracted during the bidding process later. Okay, uh, sway command or consort. Uh, I wish to use, uh, I, w- I would like to use my special ability to, to compel. Compel isn't a thing you can roll though. Um, you can force a nearby ghost to appear, but I've got to attune to do so. Sorry. You've attuned, so okay. there are ghosts here for you to use, Okay, but you need to convince them. Okay, then. Um, sorry. Um, I guess that will be a, a sway, I guess. Whichever one you have dots in, go for it. I guess a sway. Um, you can push yourself again. And I think I will push myself, so that takes two stresses, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You can at any point also ask for a devil's bargain. 
quite reflex just yet. Yet. Thank you, guys. I, I rolled a one and a six, so I'll take the six. Thank God for that. Okay, you get four ghosts willing to help you. Okay. Two of them are a bit too distressed about the fact that they're dead to do anything. So you have four who are mostly fully formed ghosts. There's a bit, there's a few bits missing from each of them. You're not sure how they died. It wasn't nice. But they all kind of float over to you. And mostly only one of them talks. Like only, only the young, there's like a 12 year old little girl. She doesn't have plague sores on her face this time. Good. Only she talks. The other ones just kind of look at her like she's, I guess she's been around the longest, so they respect her. She's like, what do you want us to do? We, um, me, me and my, uh, my friend are going to be bidding to try and buy a sword in the auction hall. We think we might have some competition try and outbid us and we can't go too high. This, it's very important we get it. We need some people, some, some people like you guys to distract everyone else in the hall who may be bidding against us. Okay. How will we know who to target and when we should do it? Right. In terms of who, um, I will subtly, um, like, nod in their directions. Subtly. Okay, make sure paying attention to my nodding like this. Like, a big example of a nod would look like. The little girl looks like she's focusing, like, this is the most important thing she's ever done. Yeah. Which, you know, depending on how she died, it might be. And, uh, when it is, um, I will be, I will say to my friend, um, the, the specific phrase of, this is the perfect time to win this. Okay. A small child floats off and starts, like, ghostly playing in the stream of water. There's a very startled fish in it. <laughs> oh, God. Lake returns from the water closet. Having taken... I'm going to say that's a one stress flashback. Because it is fairly complicated, but because you already pushed yourself, I'm not going to make a beat Yeah, I pushed myself. I pushed myself for stress in a flashback. <laughs> yep, that's, that's a new one for me. Blake is playing dangerously. Blake does not want it to fuck up. <laughs> Blake does not want to be traumatized by going to is the it, bathroom. Is it playing this game dangerously? Kind of how it works, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but if I can limit. The damage that I do, at least it's not Matt's fault. <laughs> Just so you're I mean, used to all of us coming for you, aren't you? Just like Matt's done something, let's get him. Wait, what's Matt done now? What Matt fucked up with? <laughs> yeah, too bad. I mean, that, I've that's... got Alex and Chad. Later. Heaven help you. Heaven help me. Chad is fun to run heists with. Oh, absolutely. It's insane. <laughs> absolutely. 
So is Alex, actually. Yeah. Exactly. They're together. Absolutely. At the end, last time, Alex, Alex launched a body at me. Uh, forgot to take the murder of the way. Didn't consult me. He just told me this is what we're doing. Right? Okay. Because that's what Blake would do. And Crowley was oh my oh, oh. a fucking door. Right. Anyways, and back I... to the present. <laughs> so are you going to signal the ghosts? I will at this point look towards each one of them, nod at each of them, and I will say to Marielle, this is the perfect time to win this and hold my and I will uh, keep my paddle up. Ready for the next bid number. Okay. I'm going to roll four die to see how each of the ghosts do. Oh no. Well, because you're going after a thug, a dimmer sister, and a spirit warden. So these are differing levels of quality. That's, that's fair. I'm going to say there's two going after the spirit warden. Because otherwise one of them would just be chasing Mariella around. We have a one, a three, a four, and a six. So, the thug is not concerned. You think he doesn't have the intelligence to notice what's happening. <laughs> like, you can see something's like slowly lifting his blade out of the sheath. But he has not noticed. He has the attention span of a gnat. Okay, that's gonna go badly later the dimmer sister notices what's happening and like sees i can make out a some sort of ghost like playing with her sister's hair but honestly they seem happy to see them they're not concerned or like knocked off this seems to be like everyday territory the spirit warden one of them they just kind of ignore they just kind of glance at where you can see the ghostly haze of them and it's just like no and the ghost like likes it but the 12 year old like the little girl who was leading this does like honestly float through her through the spirit warden deliberately to like get that cold rush and there is a moment where they bring up the next bidding and they go, okay, four coin. And the muscle spasm means that the spirit warden's paddle is not in the air because they've let go of it. So you have Thug. Yeah, he does he only has three coins. So he lowers. He's not able to bid. So it's just you and the dimmer sister now. Okay. Reminder, you also have load if you wish to, if you have an item or an idea. But I, I, I keep looking at the load, so I think I just keep my eye keeps getting drawn to a pistol. <laughs> Please do not shoot in the middle of an auction. <laughs> it's my inner pirate, I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, I won't be stupid like that, but I, I'm keeping an eye on the load, but at the same time, I'm, I am, you know. This is half the gang's money at this point. Okay. I look so, at Mary. I look at Mary Allen. Yeah. 
Any ideas? Got nothing. I don't really want to keep spending our money. So we've got eight gold max. We can't eight use coin. Eight, eight coin max. We can't keep going at that many coin. I mean, would you think five and then that's it? I actually don't have anything else to that we can do or use. Just keep bidding for much against them. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Five coin. Mariella, give me a survey or study, whichever one you have more in. It's the same in both. Or there's kind of a twitch from the dimmer sister that isn't holding the paddle. You can't infer what it's for, but something's there. You are the only one that raised the paddle. I just rolled two ones. Fucking morons. So we won. Bidder number 41. Please proceed to the exit when at the end of this and pay your money and receive your artifact. Oh, Official cool. for the docket, 41. And you see, like, someone behind you, like, scribble it down. I hand a pile to Marielle. I don't lose this, just in case. Question. Are you going for the dagger? Or are you going to leave? Hmm. The Demetrius would probably be bidding on it regardless. Between myself and Marielle, we've figured out probably the sword we need, not the dagger. I don't think financially we can go for both. All right, are we excavating? We're not excavating, we're not fucking mining, are we? Exfiltrating, that's the fucking word. The god in the sky is getting confused with the English language again. Shall we leave, my queen? Kerry's <laughs> oh. fucking face at that. I'm just like, <laughs> whom's thou? <laughs> Okay, you kind of wind your way out, and there is like it's like a checkout booth with like little stacks of handed in paddles and an official looking person with like a series of forms. They look up to you, they have a red mask, and they're like, Yes! Good day. Hello! Come to claim our prize. Do you have your number? 
Oh no, I lost it. <laughs> I am defending the paddle. Oh yes, the sword. Very interesting one, that. That will be a five coin, please. Who has the coin? I'm going to call it a zero stress flashback of once you realized you were going to an auction, you took out money from the vault. So between you both, you have it. Okay. Hence why I asked about people trying to steal from you earlier. Yeah. So you pay the man, I guess. Yeah, we hand over the, the coin between the, between the two of us. Yeah. There you go, good man. Good. Kind of digs, puts... You basically give him like several sacks of silver. He takes them, like, plonks them in just this box, and you hear the sound of lots of coin hitting lots of coin. And then he, like, turns, opens, like, this locker behind him, pulls out the sword that's now been, like, put in a sheath, and, like, wrapped with a ribbon, and hands it to Mariella, because Mariella's the one who gave him the number. He's like, for you, my lady! I'll take the sword. You now have a sword. Everyone be afraid. Because <laughs> Mariella's going to kill everyone. I guess. But hey ho. But no, I mean, unless there's anything you want to do, that's technically all you had to do. Hmm. Hour of crime, baby. Takes us yep. 50 years to get to the point, but we can walk down a corridor pretty damn fast. It's an inverse map. I'm never doing that, am I? No, because it took you 90 minutes to go down a fucking corridor. It did. It did. No, but if there's nothing you want to do and you just want to go straight back to the peppermint gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. We can, we can totally franchise this as well. <laughs> if this ever got popular enough that like I'd make merch and things, that would just be the most like reluctant merch ever. <laughs> Just like all proceeds go to charity, one to support charity, and two because I don't want anything coming of this to me. I don't want your di dirty blood money. I know someone who can do printing as well. No. I'll tell her, I would have Conrad, see what he can do for you make mugs and t shirts and hats and everything. Remind me not to tell you when my birthday is. He, he's coming to the wedding as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm suddenly dead. What a shame. He's only going to the reception. It's fine. I'm washing my hair. It's fine. It's fine. He won't do that, I'm sure. 
Oh, but all in all, that is a successful heist. You have a spooky sword, which I am going to put as a investigating it as a long-term project people can commit to. Because you've essentially just got the most cursed thing in existence. It'll be an eight-piece clock. Because, I mean, a sword that was used and went missing during the revolution and during a time, the last time Mylara was almost killed, maybe there'll be some good information with it. Maybe you can use it as a bargaining tool. Maybe you can stab Blake with it. Who knows? All of these are viable options. Hey, you keep dissing Bertrude, you're gonna get stabbed. Give me that face. But no, as you lot return, eventually the other two also return and you are all treated to the lovely show from Bertrude. And Amber, who surprisingly is very good at the Charleston, despite the fact that the Charleston music is not playing. She refuses to twerk. It's an ongoing argument. And Captain Halfmast arrives on time. It's a spell. Yep. Captain Halfmast arrives. The god in the sky suddenly leaves. And everyone at the pe- <laughs> everyone at the peppermint gorilla is pleased with their life choices, apparently. <laughs> Yay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dyson Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't. <laughs>